0: Welcome to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'll be your host, the Healthy Voyager, Carolyn Scott. Thanks for tuning in to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'm the Healthy Voyager, Carolyn Scott Hamilton. And how are you this week? Getting closer to yet another summer holiday weekend. July 4th is just around the corner I just cannot believe that it's already July 4th. What is up with this year? Too fast. All too fast. All right. Well, today we'll be chatting about something happy. We'll be chatting about healthy pet food and snacks, as well as a neat form of physical therapy that involves working with animals. And I'm sure that you've heard that people who have pets live longer, even happier lives, and it's totally true. Um, At least for me, like I love coming home and, seeing my rabbit and wanting to squeeze him because he's just so damn cute. I could totally watch him for hours and even though he can make me angry every now and again, there really is unconditional love with that little brat. So uh yeah, he totally makes me happy, you know, get up in the morning and feed him and he's just quite a bit of fun. But uh, but there is real scientific proof that, you know, especially with the elderly and the, and the ill, that pets bring them joy, something to live for, keeps them active, and uh, keeps them healthier. So I've compiled some pretty neat uh, research and um, information about how bringing a furry or a feathered or scaled little creature into your life adds uh, some health benefits. So here we go. Uh, research has shown that Heart attack victims who have pets live longer. Even watching a tank full of fish may lower blood pressure, at least temporarily. A study of 92 patients hospitalized in coronary care units for angina or heart attack found that those who owned pets were more likely to be alive a year later than those who did not. The study found that only 6% of patients who owned pets died within one year, compared with 28% of those who did not own pets. That's pretty staggering information. The therapeutic use of pets as companions has gra- uh, gained increasing attention over the recent years for a wide variety of patients, people with AIDS, diabetes, cancer, the elder, uh, the elderly, or uh, the mentally ill. Unlike people with whom our interactions may be quite complex and unpredictable, animals provide a constant source of comfort and focus for attention. Animals bring out our nurturing instinct, they also make us feel safe and unconditionally accepted, which is very true. So, you know, we can just kind of be ourselves around pets and know that we're not being judged or have to do anything uh, special. Uh, and more research has shown that pet ownership can reduce stress-induced system, uh, symptoms. Just like I mentioned before about the tropical fish, they did a study on people who were undergoing oral surgery, and they, uh, they had a control group of people who were not, watching the aquarium, and they had uh, a a group of people who were watching fish in an aquarium, and the relaxation level was measured by their blood pressure, their muscle tension, and their behavior, and it was found that the subjects who watched the fish were way more relaxed than the people who weren't watching the fish. So uh, there you go. Watching the fish kind of put them in a little bit of a trance, and they forgot, at least to a certain degree, what they uh, were undergoing as far as surgery, because uh, they were just happy watching the little fishies. Uh, petting a dog has been shown to lower blood pressure. Uh, bringing a pet into a nursing home or hospital has been shown to boost people's moods and uh, enhance their uh, their happiness. Uh, and it shows that uh, people who have pets require less medical care. Um, and that's, you know, me- medical care for stress-induced aches and pains, um, you know, in, in that Regard. Uh, it also shows that having a pet can add years to your life. Um, in a study conducted at in a New York hospital, it was found that heart patients who owned the pets were significantly uh, significantly more likely to be alive after the year of being discharged. Um, and some other benefits of having a pet in your life is that you will develop more empathy, perhaps um, a more outward focus than you know other than just yourself. Uh, you become more nurturing, uh, acceptance and socialization is a huge benefit. You know, if you have a dog, you take your pooch out for a walk or go to the dog park and who knows who you'll meet. And then obviously pets can be a great conversation starter and a topic of commonality at an event where you may not necessarily know anybody and you just kind of chalk up conversation. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had about my bunny rabbit. So it's definitely just fun to have, uh, another little being in your life, uh, and uh, definitely makes you happy. So there are some many wonderful reasons for going out and finding yourself a furry or feathery or scaly baby, and so many reasons that we need to love and care for them as well. So today's guests um, are going to share with us some great information on how to do just that, as well as how um, how animals help us. So it'll be some neat info and conversation coming up soon alrighty so stay tuned as i'll be chatting with the owner of main street bakery donna Barish, and that's main as in horse main main street bakery donna Barish, coming up soon hey what's up at your boy xoxoxo you getting these texts question mark where are you what are you doing Omg! You are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to Healthy Voyager Radio. My first guest is the sweet and wonderful founder, baker, and owner of Main Street Bakery. A woman whose love of animals brought her to create delicious goodies for them is with me now, Miss Donna Barish. Hello, Donna. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Very good. It's a wonderful day today. Excellent. Excellent. So I know that you, before you started Main Street Bakery, you were a Hollywood costume supervisor and an assistant designer. So what was the defining moment where you decided to start your own healthy snack company for horses and dogs and kind of leave Hollywood behind? Well, after
2: 20 years of being in the film business, um, which I loved dearly, I had some knee issues which led me to leave, leave the film business. So, at the young age of fifty, I uh, decided to recreate myself and Having had horses for thirty five years plus and having dogs my entire life and loving to cook, I decided to combine all three of my passions to uh, creating a new business and Originally, I was just going to create a really nice, healthy choice of a treat for my dogs and horses and um, as it turned out, I've created a product that gives us all um, looking to buy a, you know, a nice quality treat for our pets, a really great new tasty treat. Um, the company has been a really amazing labor of, of love. I'm building it from the ground up, and um, it's, it's a really nice challenge to, to create and build your own business. Um, When I built the business, I'm all FDA-approved for horse and dog products, and I'm very environmentally conscious. So when I wanted to build a company, I wanted that to be a green company as well. So all of my packaging is either biodegradable, recyclable, and uh, the, the company is run as environmentally green as possible. That's excellent. Very
1: well-rounded,
2: healthy, and green. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. All (laughs) the things that I love wrapped in a nice little package that I can really enjoy and share with others. Excellent. So what kind of products do you offer for horses and dogs? Well, all the horse treats. um, I have an apple cranberry biscotti, a carrot biscotti, and a peppermint squares. And for the dogs, all the dog treats and the flavors are corn, soy, and wheat-free. And I offer herb and cheddar cheese with fresh garlic and parsley and apple and cranberry, a new uh, flavor that's a carob chip cookie with organic carob powder and vegan carob chips. And I also have a carrot biscotti for the dogs as well. I bake all the treats, and then dehydrate them. So I'm preserving all the natural vitamins and minerals. And uh, in in this process, I don't have to put in any additives, preservatives, or any byproducts or anything to keep them um, from spoiling. the uh, The treats have a seven-month shelf life, which is amazing for not having to have any additives and preservatives in it.
1: For sure, they almost sound good enough for human seed. are they human grade?
2: they're all human grade ingredients, and all the herbs are are all organic um, all of the parsley and apples and carrots are all bought fresh uh daily and um, I just ha i I personally had a dog that had a sugar intolerance and he ended up with diabetes so more and more horse and dog owners are confronted and challenged with sugar intolerance and sugar uh, intolerance-related diseases. So that's why I've done something without any additional sugars to give those folks uh, a choice for their puppies and their horses so they can enjoy treats, too. For sure, for sure.
1: Now, how did you come up with your line with your delicious menu of goodies?
2: Well... You know, as I shop for myself, I look at all the labels and make sure it's organic and healthy and not a lot of additives and preservatives. And I was doing this when shopping for my pets as well and discovered that there was a very, very big shortage of choices, if any, on the shelves for your dogs and your horses. And so I just started researching all the latest and newest developments and nutritional facts and nutritional research for the dogs and horses. I uh, had lengthy conversations with my vets and uh, studied a lot of the different new uh, developments as far as nutritional um, requirements that, that they have now discovered for your horses and dogs, and went from there and developed my recipes.
1: Excellent. And how much fun did you have creating all the different flavors?
2: A lot of fun. It, and, and actually, the creating the flavors was a really great uh, experiment and, and a lot of fun mixing and matching flavors. And But I, I have to tell you, the, the most fun was going to my taste testers market and giving all the puppies and all the horses the uh, treats. And they were my test group. And (laughs) so it was a lot of fun uh, interacting with my professional testing group for their Uh thumbs up or their hoofs or paws up or tail wagging um, approval of the flavors. Very cute. So why, in your opinion, is it? important
1: to uh, it's so important to feed animals soy, corn, and wheat-free foods.
2: Well, now with with recent um, research, the soy in in horses and in dogs they found is not as digestible as they previously thought. So um, they're going more towards corn oil, or I mean, uh, not corn oil, but um, olive oil. So I use all olive oil in my treats, and it's mm. more digestible and it. Really helps with the uh, skin conditioning and their hair and uh, tissue growth, and uh, also the corn and wheat. Quite often, you'll find dogs, especially with allergies to those particular ingredients. So I've kind of left those out of all the all the dog treats.
1: March. So what, in your opinion, makes Main Street Bakery different than? Uh, conventional products on the market, as, but, uh, as well as other organic products on the market.
2: Well, like we we had said uh, before, that I use all human grade ingredients. Um, the all the rolled oats and the barley flour and rye flour for the dog treats are all organic. And um, I, when dehydrating these treats the way I do, one, they, they're hard. But they're not so hard that the, the young pups, the, the little dog tree breeds, and the older dogs and horses can't eat them, because they do crumble. And mm. uh, when I dehydrate, it's, it's at a temperature that preserves the vitamins and minerals found in all the natural ingredients as like vitamin A in the carrots and apples that help w- and are essential. For the growth and repair of body tissue, great coat. Um, it assists for the healthy eyes and vision. Um, vitamin C the, in the parsley and, and cranberry and carrots and apples, as well, that help and uh, are essential vitamins for, for dogs and horses. Uh, vitamin K, my ingredients have high levels of vitamin B with the barley and oats and which also help with the calcium and iron and psyllium and all those wonderful, you know, natural ingredients that all of our bodies need to, um, you know, be the healthiest we can be.
1: For sure, for sure. Now, I know outside of the treats, you work with a lot of nonprofits. And, in fact, we met because you were helping out with Linda Blair's nonprofit. So how does Main Street get involved, and who are you working with these days?
2: Well, we we get involved mainly with programs that benefit not only rescuing dogs and rescuing horses, but also benefit kids. And with my knee surgery, I found myself at Ride-On as a volunteer uh, to help with um, my rehab with my knee. And so I firsthand got um, the... The, the treatment of how horses, even though I'd ridden all these years in my life, be, became a therapeutic um, instrument for my health and rehabilitation of my knee for my knee surgeries. So I began volunteering at that program and found out of all the different um, uh, disabilities that benefited and all the kids that benefited from therapeutic riding. So most of the organizations that I do um, help out and do fundraising and get, put gift baskets together for their silent auctions do deal with the horses and the dogs and, and the kids that uh, primarily um, address those with disabilities. Excellent. And I, do you still work
1: with Linda Blair's nonprofit with the Dog Rescue? And
2: I do. Whenever they need um, anything or if they're going to be at an event, um, I'll go and donate uh, free samples for a donation. Um, I've done baskets for the Caesar and Illusion Milan Foundation. Um, I'm working with a therapeutic program called Special Spirits. And actually, they have a fundraiser in Shadow Hills this weekend for their uh, program. Um, I work with Return to Freedom. You'll be able to go up to um, Lampo to Return to Freedom. They rescue Mustangs. And Mm. they'll be carrying the treats in their gift store. And when you go on the tours, you'll be able to feed their wonderful horses these treats to help raise money for their foundation as well and i work with uh, another kind of um it's kind of outside the spectrum but it's with the kids i work with awi bawawi and they provide stuffed animals stuffed dogs to uh children with uh terminal illnesses oh that's sweet so yeah so you know and and i'm always open to new foundations and new organizations that kind of uh spearhead their um their organizations to, you know, helping rescue the dogs and horses and things like that. And Main Street Bakery, we we uh, put aside portions of our our profits into what I'm calling my scholarship fund. So it and and it supports the dogs and the horses that show potential to be retrained for therapeutic training. and and search and rescue so um, in this way some of the profits can go to the organizations that do rescue dogs and horses currently and that do already have certified training centers for dogs and horses to be trained in the various disciplines and services for the disability community. Wow, that's a lot yeah. of
1: charitable stuff going on there. That's wonderful.
2: Well, when you have a business, I feel that, you know, you need to give back. In Main Street Bakery, you know, we I deeply believe in saving the lives of dogs and horses and giving them a chance of a new life and also to be in service of those in need. So, combine those two goals and it it's a really wonderful result and and everyone being of service to each other
1: for sure now might you have any summertime tips for keeping dogs and horses healthy and happy through the heat of summer
2: well you know it's always good to make sure they have plenty of clean water and a cool place or shade to go into and if you have working dogs always you know do the training early in the morning or early in the evening um, so it's a little bit cooler And um, also, my puppy dogs um, tend to get foxtails between the toes, and it is foxtail season. So um, I always check everybody for foxtails daily uh, to make sure we don't have to go in and surgically remove them like I did last summer. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, I know. It was bad. But, yeah, my little puppy dog got some foxtails between his toes. Yeah, um, that's a good tip. I actually didn't yeah. know that that they uh, ran rampant around the summertime. Yes, and and if they get up into the nose or the ears, it it can cause quite a bit of pain and 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 damage um, to to your puppy dogs. And definitely get them to a vet and check it out uh, if there's any swelling or anything because they can work in, and and then they really do have to be surgically removed, which is. It's a little day surgery, and it's not hard on them, but it's something that they do have to do and If you can prevent that it's it's good and um, right. I do have another really exciting thing that i'm doing. I have two veterinarians that are endorsing my product because it is so nutritional and organic and um, one of the vets i 'm working with, Dr. Jeffrey Lee, we're um, working on putting he makes a wonderful organic. Natural um, pet supplements, mm. and we're working on putting these supplements into cookie form, so you're not having to, you know, try and get your dogs to eat tablets or capsules. Oh yeah, and it's it's just going to be a a lot, um, you know, friendlier way, and more less an intrusive way to get your your pets to get their vitamins and minerals and supplements. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, you're right. Trying to
1: force a pill down a poor doggy's throat or a cat is
2: is terrible. It's really difficult. It's difficult. It's traumatic for everyone involved. And um, you know, I, I've had um my friends uh she she three day events and she's back east and her horse had a pole tendon and She had to be on antibiotics and and kind of um, some anti-inflammatories. And so she put them in the peppermint square treat. Mm. And after about the third day, she's banging the front of the stall, begging for her basically meds because (laughs) she knows they come in a peppermint square. And, you know, my peppermint treats also, they're full of organic peppermint leaves, which help assist that digestion, you know, once they're getting the meds, they've got, you know, peppermint leaves to help with their tummies and to make sure they don't get upset tummies. Yeah, um, that's
1: great. So outside of uh, the the vets that you're working with, um, where
2: are Main Street products sold? Well, you can uh, get them down in uh, Del Mar in Mary's Tack and Feed. They've um, You can, again, go up. To Return to Freedom and Lampo, uh, you can get them at their gift shop. Happy Pets, the holistic um, veterinarian in Valencia. It's Happy Pets a Veterinarian Center. You can get them, purchase them there. Um, Bark and Bitches in, uh, in the Fairfax District. Uh, again, re- the uh, Special Spirits is having a fundraiser this weekend in Shadow Hills. I'll be there with a the booth. And uh you can also purchase them off my website. So
1: nationwide it's you know, if someone in Florida wanted them, it's uh it they keep well when you ship online when you order online.
2: Oh yes. Uh Perfect. the the uh treats are baked daily. So they're not baked until the this order is made. I don't oh, wow. keep stock on the shelves, I don't keep stock in the cupboards, um because I want to make sure when you order it is the the freshest it can be, and it, it has come out of the dehydrators basically within twenty four to forty eight hours of you ordering the uh, the product. Excellent, well, that's good to know. Bake to order for your your
1: yes. babies yes <laughs>
2: and um, on on the website on my um, on the tab for the uh, nonprofit. It explains a little bit about the company's nonprofit kind of um, look for these towards these organizations, and at the very bottom of that, you can scroll down, and I have even <clears throat> I have Healthy Voyager on that, and as well as all of my uh, charities and nonprofits that I support, and you'll find a coupon code beside them. So oh, when perfect. you order the treats for all the Healthy Voyager um, listeners if you put the Healthy Voyager coupon code on the last page of the order form, you know, online order, then you'll get 12% discount on your order. Oh, wow, that's
1: excellent.
2: Yeah, and all the other organizations, you don't get a discount uh, personally, but 15% of your purchase is then forwarded on a monthly basis to that charity. So you just put in that charity's coupon code that you want to donate to and that 15% goes to them and their charity. I love it. I love it. So you get
1: a discount yeah. for yourself if you put in the Healthy Voyager code mm-hmm. and you send some money to a great charity when you put in that code. Absolutely. You bet. Very cool. Thank you so much, Donna, for all that you do for the doggies and the horsies and uh, and the charities.
2: Well, you're very welcome. I mean, and part of the company and part of the, the reward in having your own company is it gives you the the the, the ability to give back to all these different wonderful uh, organizations that do give so much in return to so many people that you could never reach and, and help yourself. And it's kind sure. of a extended arm around the globe, as you will. You know, people helping people and that's what what it's about.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well thanks again, Donna, for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. You're very really welcome. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Stay with us because after the break I welcome hippotherapist and no, she doesn't work with hippos, Miss Joanne Benjamin.
2: In 1977, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the U.S. Open twice? One in 1.2 billion. The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
1: for coming back to Healthy Voyager Radio. My next guest is a specialist in a very special field working with the Ride On Foundation and the American Hippotherapy Association. I welcome Joanne Benjamin. Hello, Joanne. Good morning. Thanks for having me join you. Sure. Thank you for coming on the show. I think what you do is very special and interesting for sure. So explain to us exactly what
3: hippotherapy is. Well, I guess the dry definition is that hippotherapy is literally treatment with the help of the horse. But the more interesting one is that we're using the horse's movement to help patients, whether children or adults, to improve their function. And the horse does it in a way that no other animal
1: and certainly no other mechanical device has been able to do. And what sorts of patients does hypotherapy benefit?
3: Wow, there's a wide variety of patients who can benefit from hypotherapy. Um, Most commonly are folks with neuromuscular disorders. So diagnoses like multiple sclerosis or cerebral palsy or acquired brain injuries very often benefit. But we're also finding a huge number of patients uh, with diagnostic Categories such as autism or learning disabilities or even some sensory dysfunction that um, really relate to the horse well and that movement that the horse provides is particularly beneficial for them.
1: So how long have you been practicing and what interested in in you in working in that type of field?
3: Well, my background is physical therapy, and I've been a physical therapist. Oh, I hope I don't have to tell you exact numbers because that (laughs) will show my age. But um, for much more than uh, 20 or 25 years, and I initially got started in the field of hypotherapy through my physical therapy because I... Enjoyed working with animals and saw the benefit of that, and then learned um, directly how the movement really helped uh, to benefit my patients.
1: Excellent, excellent. So, you teach for the American Hippotherapy Association, and you're the director for Ride On. Can you tell us about the association itself and how you got involved, uh, and a little bit about the Ride On organization?
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, the American Hippotherapy Association is a national organization. It's a non-profit group of primarily therapists who do what I do, who incorporate hippotherapy into their therapy practice. And those could be physical therapists or occupational therapists or speech therapists. And... It's a networking organization and I help out on the faculty so that we can uh, spread the word and instruct other therapists on how to use the horse and the horse's movement as a tool as part of their therapy. Um, the headquarters are um, in Indiana, but uh, there are therapists all over the country that use hypotherapy as a treatment tool. And mm-hmm. then. Locally, I work in California for an organization called Ride-On Therapeutic Horsemanship where the hippotherapy services are only a part of the bigger organization. So that also is a nonprofit that provides uh, therapeutic riding, uh, equine-assisted psychotherapy for people with uh, psychiatric or mental health disorders, and then hippotherapy is the portion that um, I'm involved with in terms of providing the therapy services for the physical or um, uh, sensory
1: involvement for our patients. So what do you think that the benefits of hippotherapy are over conventional physical therapy?
3: Well, you know, I can't belittle the fact that Um, having our patients out in a natural environment and interacting with horses makes it so much easier to motivate them and really want them to participate. So right off the bat, I've got a huge advantage over working in a clinic that might not be otherwise very interesting for them. But more important is the fact that the horse has organic three-dimensional, rhythmic, repetitive movement. And that's a mouthful, but it's a chance for the horse to provide a very organized movement system for our patients to experience. And these are folks that may not be able to produce the movement by themselves or because of their disease or their dysfunction have maybe forgotten how to move that way, and the horse being such an organic creature is able to do that and do that uh, to the tune of 2,500 steps in a treatment session. So we get lots and lots of opportunities for practice. In a conventional clinic, I'm really not able to provide that much practice in such a concentrated period of time, and the horse is doing that um, just as a matter of course he's really, really good at providing that experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, how recognizes hippotherapy in the medical community, and is it placed somewhat in an alternative therapy category?
3: That's a really good question. It's. Um, I think that hippotherapy has become much more widespread um, and more well-accepted, in pockets of the country. So on the East Coast, it's pervasive. Here on the West Coast, it's very, very popular. And then there's parts of the Midwest where um, it actually is is very well accepted. In fact, there's clinics in New Mexico that are um, literally requested by the insurance company to provide services because they're so well respected by the doctors and the uh, insurance companies. Um, But there's also pockets in the country where it's not yet um, as popular or as well-known to doctors. Certainly what I do find is that the pediatricians and the neurologists are the ones who are very familiar with what hypotherapy are. And some of the general practice physicians haven't quite yet found out exactly what hypotherapy is all about.
1: So that's how your patients find you through their physicians?
3: It's a combination. I think the physicians very often refer, uh, but we also get a lot of of word-of-mouth referrals, particularly for the kids, because parents see the amazing results that their children get, and they talk with other parents, and and that's a a great referral source for us. So the parents then will go to their doctors and get a prescription for the therapy and make sure that it's going to be safe and, and prudent for their child but um, doctors, parent referrals, and then a lot of other therapists who are not able to provide the service uh, do refer to us as well because they know that we can provide um, that physical or occupational therapy and also use the horse as part of the treatment.
1: So, what is normal treatment like? Let's say for a first timer coming in, um, what is the process of of the the horse versus the regular chemical? Part of the of the session with your patients,
3: well, the similarity is that we do require a prescription because it is a medical treatment, so that has to happen before the person um, comes onto to the ranch and then again, another similar similarity is that we will do an evaluation, and some of the things that we'll look at besides just getting a good picture on whether or not hypotherapy will be appropriate is also recognizing if there's any contraindications or difficulties that might arise with the patient being treated in that setting or using the horse for movement. And so some examples of that are things like an unstable fracture or an unstable joint where the movement would actually make the person worse. So we certainly don't want to use hypotherapy in those instances. And then, of course, bad allergies to the environment um, really aren't conducive to medical treatment in that environment. But once we do the evaluation, we have a better idea of what sorts of activities that we might do and it also gives us a better idea of which horse to actually use for that person because we match up the movement of the horse to what that particular patient might need. Um, And we also match up the personalities. Some horses do better with uh, kids that are a little wilder, and some horses do better with kids that are a little quieter and need a little bit more revving up, if you will. Um, And then a typical session is... um, Usually pretty labor intensive. So we have one person who is directing the horse, either leading them or doing a technique we call long lining, and then we have the therapist on one side of the patient, and then a specially trained um, sidewalker on the other side. So there's actually three professionals working with the person at a given time. All of our patients are required to wear helmets or protective headgear, and we use other safety devices um, as needed depending on that person's uh, diagnosis or dysfunction. And then we'll do a variety of activities in the arena challenging our patients to work on their balance, on their coordination, on their reaction time, on their strength, Um, and that can be anything from playing a game of catch while the horse is walking by a um, a basketball hoop or with somebody else playing catch with them to uh, playing uh, games of... um, working on their cognitive skills to just simply using the movement in various ways, weaving through cones and doing circles or serpentines or walking over a bridge to really present the challenge in a way that is going to help that person
1: uh, benefit from the movement that sounds incredibly interesting. Now, is I know you mentioned that Ride On is, is an organization found here in Southern California. Are there chapters like it nationwide and if so, how would someone find the nearest one to their area if they were looking for this sort of treatment?
3: There are uh, approximately 650 or 700 therapists that are part of uh, the American Hypotherapy Association who have gone through training uh, that have practices all over the country. Um, Finding them is sometimes a little bit tricky, but one of the best ways is to go to the American Hippotherapy Association website, and that is AmericanHippotherapyAssociation.org. Unfortunately, it's a real long name.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: But um, that way they can go on to the link that says Find a Therapist and that will lead them to therapists and also indicate the training that the therapist has had, whether or not it's a level 1 or a level 2, or if they're a hippotherapy clinical specialist. Um, and all of that's provided through the AHA, the Hippotherapy Association.
1: And that's H-I-P-P-O, correct, for hippotherapy? Correct, yeah. Okay, great. Hippo,
3: by the way, is Greek for horse. That's why we call ourselves uh-huh. hippotherapy and not that we're doing therapy on the top of hippos, as
1: we're <laughs> often accused of doing. And uh, where can we find out more about you and your programs here for folks that do live in Southern California, as well as how people can possibly donate their time, volunteer, or donate funds? Ride On has a website. It's
3: rideon, org And that's the best place to go to find out more about volunteer opportunities and uh, donation opportunities, which we're always looking for donations to help feed and and clothe our horses. Um, There are also other uh, facilities and programs in the Southern California area for therapeutic riding. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of other places that do hippotherapy in Southern California. Um, There's a facility down in San Juan Capistrano called the Shea Center and they are uh, SheaCenter.org. There's a program up in Santa Clarita. There's a few Matterings of them, but considering the population of Los Angeles, um, it's it's really too bad that there aren't more places that provide hypotherapy um, other than Ride On, which is in the San Fernando and uh, Ventura
1: counties. Well, excellent! Thank you so much for coming in and being a part of today's show. I think what you do is very, very interesting, and I think incredibly helpful uh, to your patients. So, thanks.
3: Oh, thank you so much. We're always looking for folks that want to get involved uh, because I wouldn't have lasted this long doing this um, if it wasn't something that was particularly fulfilling personally, but also that I didn't see some amazing, amazing changes and results for my patients. So hypotherapy is just a wonderful way to go. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate you helping us spread the word.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm always looking for alternative therapies to regular Western medicine, uh, especially on my show, and, and showcasing that for my listeners. So very, very exciting for me as well. All right, Joanne, thanks again. Don't go anywhere because we will be right back after these brief messages.
0: Hi, I'm Michelle Obama. The images from Haiti are heartbreaking. Homes, hospitals, and schools destroyed, destroyed families searching for loved ones, parents trying to feed their children. We can help the American Red Cross as it delivers the food, water, and medicine that can save lives. The people of Haiti are struggling to survive. Please visit RedCross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to help today. Brought to you by the American Red Cross and the Ad Council. Well, this just about does it for another installment of Healthy Voyager Radio. Make sure you visit MainStreetBakery.com, and that's M-A-N-E StreetBakery.com, as well as RideOn.org for yummy dog and horse treats, as well as information on how to get involved with uh, the RideOn organization. Make sure to join me next week for a spicy show when I welcome fellow vegan Latinas, vegan cookbook author Terry Hope Romero, as well as the sisters of H-Life Media, Sylvie and Maril Celis. As for me, of course, you can also follow me on Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com forward slash healthy voyager or my Facebook fan page. Um, YouTube channel, which is just the Healthy Voyager, and then, of course, at HealthyVoyager.com, where you can sign up and be a part of the community. You can also sign up and get the weekly newsletter, um, which only subscribers get to take advantage of some uh, great information and coupons and neat stuff like that and offers. So be sure to check out HealthyVoyager.com and sign up for one or both of those things on the site and just uh, look over all the info and check out the new videos and all that. All right, I'd like to thank Donna Barish and Joanne Benjamin one more time for all of their great info today and be sure again to check out the podcast of today's show and other shows at HealthyVoyager.com iTunes and Zune and as usual I'm going to play a song to take us out for the week and today's song is by Moby most folks know that Moby's a huge animal and vegan advocate, but just in case you didn't know, I'm pimping out his veganness right here. He's got a book out called Gristle. Uh, he owns a vegan cafe in New York City called Teeny. He uh, offers up Moby-composed music for filmmakers under his gratis section online. Um, so yeah, if you're a filmmaker and need some music for a film, you go to Moby.com and there's a gratis section, meaning free, and uh, you sign up and you can use... Uh, His tunes, which is cool. So he just basically rules. You can find out more about what he's got going on again at Moby.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Have an awesome weekend and enjoy Disco Lies by Moby. Bye.